Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Ezekiel 36, 16 through 38. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel was living in their own land, they defiled it by their ways and their deeds. Their way before me was like the uncleanness of a woman in her impurity. Therefore, I poured out my wrath on them for the blood which they had shed on the land, because they had defiled it with their idols. Also, I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed throughout the lands. According to their ways and their deeds, I judged them. When they came to the nations where they went, they profaned my holy name, because it was said of them, These are the people of the Lord, yet they have come out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned, among the nations where they went, Israel to be renewed for his name's sake. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you went. I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God. When I prove myself holy among you in their sight, for I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You will live in the land that I gave to your forefathers, so you will be my people, and I will be your God. Moreover, I will save you from all your uncleanness, and I will call for the grain multiply it, and I will not bring a famine on you. I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the produce of the field, so that you will not receive again the disgrace of famine among the nations." Then you will remember in your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. I am not doing this for your sake, declares the Lord God. Let it be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, On the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will cause the cities to be inhabited, and the waste places will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be cultivated instead of being a desolation in the sight of everyone who passes by. They will say, this desolate land has become like the Garden of Eden, and the waste desolate and ruined cities are fortified and inhabited. 
Then the nations that are left round about you will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted that which was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. Thus says the Lord God, this also I will let the house of Israel ask me to do for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like the flock for sacrifices, like the flock at Jerusalem during her appointed feast. So will the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they will know that I am the Lord. John eleven, forty-seven through 57. Conspiracy to kill Jesus. Therefore, the chief priests and the Pharisees convened a council and were saying, what are we doing? For this man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, all men will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you take into account that it is expedient for you that one man die for the people and that the whole nation not perish. Now he did not say this on his own initiative, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation and not for the nation only, but in order that he might also gather together into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they planned together to kill him. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but went away from there to the country near the wilderness into a city called Ephraim. And there he stayed with the disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up to Jerusalem out of the country before the Passover to purify themselves. So they were seeking for Jesus and were saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it so that they might seize him. There is one huge connection. Well, there's a lot of connections, but there's a really big one between these two scriptures. Going from John 11 and working backwards to Ezekiel. John 11, they said, they, they saw, God showed them that Jesus would unify them. That he would be there to draw them together. He would die for the nation. But they thought that he was dying because he was against the nation. They thought that his death would bring more power and more to the actual uh, high council and the Pharisees. And that was the exact opposite of what Jesus did. When Jesus was sacrificed, he actually brought together a new church. And Jews and Gentiles alike both had the opportunity through Jesus Christ to find salvation from death and an eternal death in suffering. But through his death, they could gain life and have it eternally in heaven, just filled with blessings. So his death unified and brought together the people that were following him and it spread like wildfire which when when you go to ezekiel now it's the same thing 
it's it's the same thing. He says, you guys are going out and profaning my name. You are speaking poorly of me. I'm going to, for my name's sake, not for you. Don't, don't be confused. Jesus didn't save me because of who I am. Jesus saved me because of a promise that he made, a promise he made to Jacob. And even more than that, I was saved because of who he is, who God is. That's why I was saved. Same thing for you. It's not because of who you are. It's because of who he is. Well, when I look at this and see that connection in Ezekiel all the way to John, it also brings me to today and especially in the Western world. There are so many out there who are going up against the church and not up against them. They're just trying to completely ruin God's name around the entire world, but especially in the West. You've got people that are, are saying that if, if you're a Christian or if you're a Judeo-Christian, it's because you're weak-minded and stupid. And you need to have that because you're not intelligent enough that you can't live without a deity. They're totally defiling his name. That today, evil is seen as good and good is seen as evil. Uh, it says that in the scriptures that that would happen. And that's exactly what's happening today. The Western world especially, but all around the globe, we are, or we aren't, but many are uh, basically defiling God's name. And they're speaking out directly against him. And he says, fine, I'm going to make it right. He made it right with Jesus' first coming and he's going to make it right again with his second coming. And this next time, it will be for good. So God, thank you that you have a plan. And thank you that you allow us to be a part of it. Help us to be the vessels that you need. So that others may come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, 
uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless. Thank you.